I'm Helen Lowe, and this is Naked Conversations, Women Uninterrupted, a series of dialogues I'm sharing with a soul friend and fellow life learner, Lisa Fitzhugh, because we believe that relating to self and other with honesty and vulnerability unlocks the transformational potential needed in a world poised for collapse. While some might challenge the notion that conversation is a catalyst for real change, we trust this most humble of actions is precisely what's needed to dismantle what doesn't work and cultivate a more inclusive and sustainable way of being. Whoever you are, we're honored to have you in the conversation. Are we starting? We're starting. <laughs> I feel like uh, we're, we're sort of venturing into, like we're landing on the moon or something. Yeah. yeah, except I don't really feel the feet under my ground. Like, you know, my, the, the ground under my feet, I feel like we're just like getting in the rocket ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we haven't landed yet. Yeah. So um, you and I started talking a couple of months ago, and it was the easiest thing. Remember we were sitting at the table at Megan's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we, and I instantly knew I was like, okay, I could have a long conversation with this person. This is, you know, we were just scratching the surface. And, um, and I think we followed our noses on this one and decided that, um, well, let's keep talking. And then whose idea was it to record us? It emerged in our field because I had the thought and then you said it out loud. <laughs> okay. That's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then just, just today, we've decided to experiment and do our first one, you know, our first conversation. And we can tell already that these will be interesting for us. That's it. Like, Part of um, how both of us are wired is this, we share what we're learning, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. and you could call that kind of catalytic, you know, Mm -hmm. the sharing is catalytic. Mm -hmm. And I had the sense that you and I would do that with each other Mm -hmm. and that then sharing how you and I are learning with each other would, would, would catalyze others. And, you know, what's true is in the, in the few conversations we've had, I've already been sharing our conversations. So this just feels like a more direct route in, like letting people eavesdrop and letting people eavesdrop in the conversation <laughs> that we're having that is fruitful and really learning for us. Yeah, exactly. As learners. Mm-hmm. The other piece I just wanted to offer as context, you know, for, for anyone who ends up listening to this is that I felt like you and I were both curious about framing this as, I mean, we made a joke. We said, talking before breakfast or um, talking before we, um, getting dressed, right? With the metaphor being that we wanted to just get real, get naked, be vulnerable, um, unplugged, whatever the, the metaphor is. And um, so that we hold to this idea that of authenticity as opposed to overproduction or massaging the material or even massaging ourselves such that we lose people lose that connection to who we really are and who we're being with each other in the moment. Um, I think it's, it's, we, I think you and I both sort of felt excited about the idea that we could just 
let's just do that. Let's wing it. Let's just <laughs> wing it. Let's just bring it on. Let's be ourselves. The last time we spoke, what kind of emerged gracefully as we were scheduling time mm -hmm. is this question of what do you do when you've made a commitment to something mm -hmm. and it no longer feels in alignment mm -hmm. with you. And just getting to this day yeah. took some negotiating that like that was an issue yeah. that we're here today because yeah. of some renegotiations. So right. um, that feels like a really important topic for everybody. And as life is changing so rapidly, mm -hmm. um, like on many levels, on the individual interpersonal level, what happens when we make agreements or commitments that we need to change you know and what happens if we don't change and what happens if we do and then kind of writ large societally like we have all these agreements with each other um that are kind of crumbling and we're trying to keep some mm -hmm. and we're waking up to letting go of others so it feels like mm -hmm. it's a conversation really ripe and worth oh, having absolutely yes and all week since we talked about that last week, many moments, many commitments, both invitations, ones I've made, ones I needed to really look at, just cut coming to me. And I felt as if the, I mean, what I was feeling was, is that if, you know, metaphorically, it's as if we're in this really fast flowing river mm -hmm. that's, um, at a much greater pace. Uh, the movement and the flow is much faster. It's much, there's going over big rocks and, you know, going around tight corners. And um, we're all, I think, in this, in this river of change. And the, the momentum for change is so dramatic. And we, there is an emerging um, comfort with that as long as um, you recognize you're in it and you give yourself the ability to um, respond to what's happening in the moment and how you're feeling about it is different and to allow yourself to move with the current that is most in alignment with you so let's get naked tell me, <laughs> tell me. Tell me something. Like, let's, let's stop talking theoretical. Let's get down to it, girlfriend. Well, do you want to go first? Because I, I, I know you had some too. I did. Okay. I had an experience where I had been planning um, to lead a group and have a retreat. Um, and <laughs> this isn't... This isn't the first time it's come up for question. It's actually the second time it had come up for question. And the first time it came up for question that, ooh, I'm getting feedback that maybe this event is not wanting to happen. Mm -hmm. I shared it with the people who, who had already um, signed on to participate. Mm -hmm. And I kind of laid it out. And so we collectively as a group decided mm -hmm. let's, let's postpone it, but let's still do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, we're about three weeks out and 
life again was giving the feedback that this is not meant to happen. So give some examples of what was telling you, what were some of the clues? What were indicators that it wasn't supposed to happen? Well, for one is the level of interest that was expressed that made me and others think it was a good idea in the first place didn't turn into people signed up commitments. Um, Whether that be they just had a sense that it wasn't right or, or they changed their mind or most, mostly it was other commitments got in the way. I'm going out of town. Somebody's coming in town. I'm going to a wedding, you know, change writ large, writ large. Yeah. And so that's a big one. Um, But more importantly than that is this internal feeling. And I was sharing this with a girlfriend a couple days ago, uh, that there was an internal feeling back even when we renegotiated it the first time of like, it doesn't just feel right. Yeah. You know? And then what happened was the group stepped in Mm -hmm. and and really reflected to me that maybe this does want to happen. And that feeling shifted. It authentically shifted and it felt suddenly right. And it felt spacious again. Yeah. But it started to feel not right again. And I use this metaphor of, um, it felt like I was pushing water upstream. Mm. And that's my indication when I feel this push, Mm -hmm. it's my indication Mm -hmm. that I'm trying Mm -hmm. to bend life to my will. Yes. What a great point. Okay. So that's, that's really where the learning is possible in that feeling. Cause I have the same experience of the moment I feel will my personal will kick in and any little verbiage in my brain that says, but, but I need, but this is supposed to happen. That word even, you know, as it emerges into consciousness, but this is supposed to, I know immediately I'm pushing and the, the, you know, I've had the experience recently of having my hip replaced and my dog died in the same week and all this stuff that made me realize one's will, the, 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 the drive to assert and to make and to direct things in life um, had run its course. I mean, I needed to get a hip replaced because it was just too much. And what a relief to know in my body when even a little bit of extra assertion is pushing up against a, a, a larger uh, purposeful universe that has another plan. And maybe it's not even that it has another plan. It's just wanting, it just has a different flow in the moment. And it's, it's, it speaks to me about how creative we and, and our everything around us really is when we are deeply attuned to the motion in ourselves and what's going on around us. And, and so, okay, so I'm curious to know, 
in letting that go, did you notice what other creative opportunities or emerged or that you saw or like what? Well, it, it might be a little too soon to tell yeah, yeah. I, because it's just been like two or three days, but yeah. um, I, I can say that there was relief in my system was a good indication, right? Great indication. Right. Um, and and what I can say is that every other time I've now for several years been able to track this. And in just the last, just over a year, I've even gotten more microscopic in my tracking that there's an actual physical sensation that starts to feel a little like panic. Yeah. And if I feel panic, it's my indication that I'm trying to work something out in my head and it's that pushing the water upstream. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. And, and it's, it's kind of like a rat stuck in a maze and trying to find the way out, you know? Yeah. Um, I had an experience about, uh, you know, I've, I've just last year moved to Bellingham, Washington from Seattle. And um, I was going to, I had had it all, arranged that I was going to move into this rental house and the, the owners of, of this house were lovely and they were going to be my neighbors and it's a beautiful house and it's in a great neighborhood. And I basically couldn't sleep at night. Um, I was, as we were approaching the time where I was going to sign mm-hmm. a lease, mm-hmm. I just, like I was going to jump out of my skin. Mm-hmm. There was a panic, but mm-hmm. nothing in my Mm. A rational mind mm. could, you know, could justify <laughs> the panic. <laughs> right. How, wow. And, and so through a series of events, actually, I was actually saved. Like that was an exterior, like they needed to change the situation on their end. I recognized, oh, this is familiar. I've done this a lot before. Mm-hmm. And that's that event then has has helped me in this last year plus um, to track when that starts coming up. So now that lasted that was like several days, and I was going through hoops and loops, and I had to process with people, and I had to have so many long conversations and journal about things, and mm-hmm. it was like it was excessive in a way. Like I couldn't process it because it wasn't meant to be in a way. It's like. It, there was no way to process it and make it okay. Mm. I had another experience um, that a friend of mine was having a, a baby blessing and I was going to come in town and she was new to where she lived and um, she wanted her handful of close girlfriends to come and support the welcome of the baby in a location where she didn't really feel much support in community. And as it approached, I I like knew it's like ugh, I had this that same kind of pushing, but nothing. I'm mean, like I I loved her. I wanted to be supported. I had right, I had right. the money. I had the time. Like wow, why wouldn't I go? Wow, yeah, really. I mean, it's a it's this baby blessing. Like yeah, wow. I had no excuse. It kicks in all of the well. It would with me. It kicks in all of the um, sense of responsibility and you know loyalty and. Um, all of the things that we, the, the tentacles of our interdependence that we naturally feel, um, exactly. but that can sometimes also be um, pressing on us, right? On some level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so what and, did you- 
And so that was, that's how we show care for each other. Right. I mean, how we, right. Right. It, 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 of course I would go there. That's how I show care and that's yeah. expected. And yeah. Yeah. So you ask how, how I called her and I didn't have an excuse. And I told her, I don't have an excuse. I don't have any good reason. There's no damn good reason. I wow. just know it's not where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. It's so brave. Cause I've never done that <laughs> that way. I've never done it that way. <laughs> it felt really risky. It felt Ooh. like I was, I felt <sighs> like our friendship was on the line. I and, bet. Oh. And so how did she respond? Well, this is the beautiful blessing. I think, you know, partly because of who she is, but partly because of how I came to her so naked, right? And so vulnerable and so honest. Yeah. She said, wow, like, I feel really sad about that. And like, she's like, I can't argue with you. Like, yeah. there was yeah. nothing, because I had no good reason, there was no reason to push up against. There was no, there was no story. There was no story. Oh, what a relief. And um, so ultimately what happened was uh, she contacted me a couple days later and said, thank you so much for canceling. It invited her to reflect on what she most needed at that time in her life. Cause when she had planned was when early in her pregnancy. And by the time she got to this place, she decided she didn't want that. She didn't want to host us all. She didn't want that. And wow. she ended up um, having just one girlfriend come. Yeah. And they had an amazing time. And oh. it was just what she needed. Oh. So, so it's as if you're calling, you're attuning to what was in alignment for you and, and committing to that, committing to the, the, the most potent knowing that you were feeling inside of you set everyone else free set the whole, let let the whole thing unfold as in the most sort of maybe healing way for everyone mm-hmm. it was like a healing for for your for you and the and her and anyone else who might have shown up and um not it was if it wasn't in alignment I mean, we can make things work, Helen. You know, it's so interesting how as humans, we can make so much work. But isn't that an interesting expression? I'm just going to make it work. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make it work. What hubris? It's it's pushing. (laughs) It's pushing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make this work. It's pushing and it feels, um, it has a quality of violence to it. Oh, I really appreciate you say that. Yeah, I think you're right. Absolutely right. I mean, it's it's a it's not a violence. It's not violence in the terms that we might normally see. You know, it doesn't involve guns and other such things. But you know, what what is violence? And it feels to me sometimes when we are pushing to make things work, there's a kind of abuse in something going on with to ourselves to what's more natural to to a larger force to a larger expression you know maybe this is taking a step further out than we need to go but what you say is really provocative because if you think that our relationship is 
becomes an entity of its own. It's like you are an entity within the consciousness. I am an entity within consciousness. And in relating, we become this we that is an entity of a sort with a consciousness mm-hmm. that um, it wouldn't be okay for me to push you, you know, that would be clearly violent. If I was like energetically or emotionally trying to manipulate you to do something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's totally acceptable in our culture, the way we've grown up to push ourselves Selves. with ourselves. And also this, this relating that is bigger than just my consciousness or yours. It's, it's a mutuality. Yeah. 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 I mean, so I'll offer this story that happened for me that was really interesting. I mean, two things. The reason we're talking today is because I noticed right as we were trying to plan this, um, I go, oh, I have something that I'm supposed to do next Saturday. And I really know that I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't feel myself wanting to be there next weekend and knowing that what I really wanted to do was have this weekend be more spacious. And then I was really looking forward to having the call with you and all kinds of feelings came up. Like it was a, it was a third in a series of retreats that I was participating in. Uh, It's a community I've known for a long time. Um, It's people I haven't seen in several months and I know People have been through a lot. Um, There's a way in which I wanted to be in community to hold some of what I think is some suffering and some, some, some learning. And, and yet what was stronger was a need that I had to be still and to be in an emptier space. And I've struggled with that for a long time, this sort of, um, because of so many old stories I have, especially with my family of origin, you know, uh, wanting to connection, wanting connection with me a lot. And the courage it's taken to say, but I need connection to myself first. Um, and to, to, to be able to say that without feeling shame or some quality of selfishness or narcissist. I mean, all the language that, that gets loaded up with choosing to honor one's needs at your core. And um, it's a big um, collective story we've told that sits heavy on us. Um, and I wonder if it's heavier for women is it heavier for you know because we different for sure different it's different you know and uh uh so i'll just say that you know i did i i saw it i said oh i can make that choice i have a choice that was liberating and then i thought oh it's going to be so scary to make that choice (laughs) how do i make that choice how do i do it in an honoring way and and, how did and I reached out to the the lead of the of the of the piece, and I said, "Not as brave as you, <laughs> but I said, 
because I said, I so need space this coming weekend, which is true. Absolutely true. So I, I did, I had a reason and that felt grounding. If I, what if I didn't have a real good reason, right? That I was, that's the tension. But I knew I, I knew that was strong in me that I really needed space, um, and that I um, that I was going to still contribute as the, the fees um, for the retreat because I know she depends on that. Um, so that, you know, it was complicated, and uh, anyway, and that I would I would I would be sorry not to be there, and I'm really needing to make this choice. And she wrote back the most lovely response and said, I, I won't take all of your fee. You know, I'll, I'd happily take some of it. Um, she is like us. She lives, you know, as, as a, in a very spontaneous way as a healer and a teacher and um, completely understood and said, and if you change your mind in the last minute, you're absolutely welcome. Mm-hmm. So the best of all outcomes in many ways. Um, and I, and so I woke up, I mean, I was thinking about last night and I said, do I, and I gave myself the option of thinking if I really wanted to go and could I then change my mind again or change my respond to the feeling that was coming up in the moment to then move in a different direction to maybe choose to go, even though I thought I didn't want to go and know the knowing remained what it was, which is, is that space was what was the most urgent priority for me. And my body is really asking for that, me to honor that. So how do you discern in yourself when, because sometimes we were called to do things that aren't always comfortable, that are stretch us and are outside of our comfort zone. Definitely. So how do you discern for yourself what's, um, uh, honoring question. honoring yep. the truth versus trying to get out of what's uncomfortable. Okay. Well, there lies the great, that's a great question. Huh. That's also, I think, revealed in the body for me. Because there almost is a, um, cause I, I can, I can think of a moment, you know, even recently where the commitment that I made to do something felt like a commitment to learn with someone. It was almost as if the, the voice was stronger. That's that I could hear inside of me that said, this is your commitment. Um, and Versus what I didn't feel. I didn't feel that same commitment. I didn't hear that voice when I didn't agree to go into that third round of that retreat. What voice did you hear? It was my own. But it was a deeper kind of... um, It was like my soul. Oh reminded me it was reminding me on some core level of the importance of of making that choice because it was part of a learning 
that the soul wanted. And I'm hearing my soul speak much more lately, but it requires a lot of quiet on my part. It speaks softly. It's, it's, it doesn't always speak softly, but when it can't get my attention, I've noticed, it usually speaks through trauma. And so I've, maybe I've begun to um, acknowledge and honor the practice of listening and slowing down so much more and doing less with such a greater intention so that I can hear her. And she becomes a true companion who feels honored and I'm, I'm respecting and listening to. And she doesn't, and I would say she is not going to make it comfortable for me. I mean, for my ego. <laughs> so, so let's, let's break this down because yeah. I can imagine people listening might say, well, let's, let me say it this way. I know for sure on my own path, there have been times where I have a hard time discerning um, this distinction. And as you say, we can, we can make things work, but we can also learn from everything, right? Yes. And I know myself and many other women I know have been in um, situations that we stay in because we think it's good for our learning. And, you know, we know this yeah. idea that it, if we just, if we're running away from something, we're just going to run right to it somewhere else. So whatever lesson we're avoiding, yeah. we're going to meet yes. in the future. Yes. So this is, it, it brings up an interesting dilemma. I think that a lot mm. of people live with, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm waking up and I'm recognizing that I have choice, but am I, what are my motivations for this mm -hmm. choice? So mm -hmm. there's, there's this mm -hmm. concern about the consequences of other people and the care and, the, and like, you know, we we're talking about that relationships could feel at risk, mm -hmm. but then there's also, what is, am I running away from the learning or am I moving toward a learning? Towards something. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you distinguish when you're running away from the learning versus moving towards more learning that just looks different? Um, and I would say if I had to be honest, I would imagine there was definitely learning for me at that third retreat. Um, but I am strongly leaning towards more joy in my life. And the, I was moved towards a conversation with you because it felt very joyful. Mm. You know, I, I go back, but your question is such an important one because I think we're, that's really what happens in those moments, especially for those of us who are learners. Mm. Is we, we, we know there's value in sticking with something and seeing it all the way through. You know, 
I do feel like, <laughs> to be honest, I, I have, that's what I have chosen to do all these 50 some years is I have stuck it out. Now, if we want to pick metaphors, you know, I've said, I'm in, oh, I'm in this thing. I'm going to see it all the way through. And it's kind of how I've formed my identity. She's dependable. You can count on her. I'm going to see this all the way through. And am, I'm okay with that not being caught up in my identity. There's something else calling me to be that feels more alive. So I've worn out that shell. I've worn out that aspect of my identity. I think you bring up an important point because I think, you know, we're not cookie cutters and one size mm -hmm. does not fit all. And um, I think you're hitting on, you know, clues to the answer for each individual is like, what's the most well-worn path? So for somebody else, the well-worn path might be making, breaking the commitment or changing the commitment following exactly. what I call joy. Yes. And their learning edge might be sticking with, with it. <laughs> yeah. Their learning edge is sticking with it and, 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 and following through. Seeing what happens. And seeing what happens. When I do something, even if it's uncomfortable. Exactly. And only we know what our well-worn path is because we have to be that honest with ourselves about it, you know? Yeah. And so I'm curious to know, Helen, what, what's been your most well-worn path in those, in that dynamic about choice? What, what's more well-worn for you? What's more well-worn is sticking with it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, especially in relating, you know, with another human being. Yeah. I'm, I'm much more historically fluid with other contexts jobs or living in a certain location or I never felt like I had to stay somewhere yeah in a job or in a location but in relationships for sure it's the and like com then committing to uh, a plan with that other person or with a group of people is definitely felt important to me and it's um I know yeah. how to do that I know how to stick with something and mm -hmm. even when it's hard mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. I will say that um, it's been a real edge for the last, I don't know, five, maybe even just since my marriage um, mm. transitioned. And that's been, where are we? We started to change that about 10 years ago. Um, and it took us a couple years to get to divorce. There was something about... Um, seeing how letting relationships evolve was a blessing like that ending wasn't didn't mean that we did anything wrong mm -hmm. and it didn't mean that I was giving up or that he was giving up mm -hmm. um, and we've actually mm -hmm. stayed, stayed friends and I think that that was a catalyst to um, other relationships how do I hold people hmm. loosely enough that I honor that they need to grow and change. And how do I hold myself in hmm. that way too? And it's not always easy for the other person to let me grow and change. 
Yeah. We don't always see it at the same time. Right. There's a beautiful line in, in Richard Rudd's in the Gene Keys. I can't remember which one it is. It may be the 59th hexagram or, or, but where he said, you know, in an, really the most, in all of our relationships, they're natural cycles. And, and yes, it's beautiful when both people come to sense that the cycle has completed and they kind of come to it at sort of the same time. And I know of those moments, not so much in my own life, but, but with others, I've watched other relationships have that happen. And it's, it's such a blessing because there's that piece about heartbreak that there's always that disparity for people when, when someone's earlier on the knowing that it's over versus, or that it's ending and the phase of it that they're in is ending. Um, so, and yet, so that brings up a really interesting point, which is, is that, um, relationships is a very, in, in a wholly other kind of territory in that choice making piece, because the, the tenderness, the, everyone's hearts are exposed in all kinds of choice making, but in the dynamic of relationship, the hearts are exposed that much more. Um, and we feel the weight of making a divergent choice. I feel the weight of that much more in, in, in intimate, close friendships and relationships. And, um, oh boy. So that takes the courage again to, to stand in one's knowing around yeah. something being completed and holding and being, being able to hold with that other person if that awareness isn't up for them and the heartbreak that that might be for them. And I've, I've been discovering, learning more recently about how many people have been hurt by my moving on mm -hmm. often mm -hmm. in my life from project to project or entrepreneurial venture to the next. Um, and I want to be more, conscious of how attached we become mm -hmm. to each other in these collaborations and recognizes that people hearts, we do engage we do. at all levels. Yeah. Um, and finding our way, finding ways to be um, as tender as we can in the choice feels like uh, a good aspiration like to model mm -hmm. this is the kindest thing you can do mm -hmm. i would want to be on the receiving end of that that you know that's it right yeah, yeah. it's yeah. that really how do we step outside of our own experience and that's not always easy because sometimes it takes so my experience has been that it takes so much courage to say, I need to step away or I need to break this commitment that historically I did it a little more brutally because it was taking yeah. so much courage. I almost had to get angry at them or something yeah. or, you know, yeah. just to have the courage to, to take a stand. You needed Yeah. You needed something to project out so that it could, so that it could create your, 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 decision or something yeah the energy to move the energy to move um 
and I think I'm much more practiced now and need to create less um, division or, you know, I have, I have much more, I have a lot of um, experience that I can draw from now mm-hmm. of how sharing my hard truths um, and, and, and renegotiating agreements can actually be a blessing for everybody, you know, and that experience repeatedly, you know, gives courage and and trust, but it's not necessarily that way in the beginning. And I think it's important to give ourselves, like we might have to ask for forgiveness of ourselves and of, from others. If we might, it might be messy at first. It might be messy. Okay. So I have an idea and this will like, I'll introduce this at this moment between us. So what if we did this? So what if in, in a world in the future, mm-hmm. well, we've really moved past a lot of our codependencies and a lot of our um, funny things that get us awkwardly <laughs> entangled that make it difficult to acknowledge endings when they're ready. Mm-hmm. What if in like, a time in the future, mm-hmm. as we met new people in our life that we just were so like, oh my God, I want to get to know this person because you and I have just recently met, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's this burgeoning friendship and it's, um, it's really sweet and I'm like, oh God, you know, how nourishing this is and this whole piece. But what if we did this really brave thing where we said to each other right now, Helen, when there's a chance that in our lifetime, the cycle of this friendship would end. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to see it now, but there's a likelihood because think of our, how dynamic our lives are. Yes. And asking each other how we would want to tell each other that that the cycle (laughs) is ending. Oh, so that we, because it makes me feel more alive. Yeah. And to and more present with you. Yep. That we're that honest. I love it. You know, I have a really dear friend, organizational consultant, Kate um, Kate Regan, who is fabulous, and she talks about. She taught me a lot about looking at organizations, and she talks about knowing how it's going to end at the beginning. Um. And I think that we don't have the courage to do that in relationships. And I want to come back to you and me, but I actually, I actually stepped into that marriage Mm. with a sense of not being able to see the happily ever after dying together kind of thing. But I stepped in anyway, because that was the thing I needed to do. It just was so clear. Um, And yes, I think that, all of our friendships. I mean, I look at the history. I've moved a lot, so it makes it kind of, um, you know, you change your place, the natural evolution of kind of evolving beyond a friendship's service mm-hmm. to each other mm-hmm. um, isn't, doesn't become a problem because you move, you know. But right. when you stay in one location, like I was in Seattle for 19, just shy of 19 years as the longest I like by far ever lived anywhere. Um, It, it, it started to get real about how do you, how do you just let relationships come and go? So I love this, this, uh, 
invitation. And I want to, before we come back to us, I want to say one more thing yeah. as, a, as a lived experience is um, one of my very close girlfriends um, who I was been talking to about this, um, this thing that you and I are doing, she and I have just navigated a really beautiful transition um, with my coming here. Mm. And um, she's spoken to me very candidly about, you know, she thought kind of we were breaking up, so to speak. I said to her at one point, like in a text, I was like, are you breaking up with me? Uh, <laughs> and um, because this fluidity is something I've been practicing. Yeah. I didn't worry about the fact that the amount of time we would connect or the format would change. Like that didn't bother me, but mm -hmm. I, it was a, it was her learning edge. Mm -hmm. And so we've gotten to navigate this and she got to do whatever it is that she did, which isn't mine to talk about. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I got to practice just being there while somebody else does their process. So I don't know what might happen between you and I, yeah. but I love like one of the things that, that happened with her is that I think perhaps she was wanting to button it up and it didn't, from my perspective, it didn't need to be buttoned up. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there was a waning in terms of how we were spending our time together, but there was no waning in my heart connection with her. Mm -hmm. And now there's been a waxing, you know, and, but there's probably going to be a waning again. So I also feel like it's important to honor and to maybe not button it up unless it's asking to be. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and, and maybe what the, what the commitment, you know, maybe what it is that people do, you know, uh, in our more evolved state is to, and maybe we won't even have to do this because it will be so innate in us to know that the, to trust the fluidity of everything and to trust that every expression and every interaction and every moment we have together is um, the moment. We don't know anything about what's going to happen next. Um, and that we would always trust that then if, if, we didn't speak for long periods of time and there was no connection whatsoever, but that's because everybody was moving in the current that they needed to move in. Um, and that, that would be a beautiful world because it, it would free us up to live more in this moment. Yeah, for sure. But I, so as long as we're still in this less evolved place, it feels like, there's something really honoring about you and I. So we're almost doing it. We're doing it for ourselves. We're doing it over like as a practice. Because when I think about it, I think, you know, how would you say to somebody you just met? But with someone like you, I could say this. This is to say, you know, Helen, right. Like we, we don't know what's going, where this is going and what's happening. And at any moment, you could decide, you could decide at the end of this call, you're like, I don't know. That just wasn't what I thought it was going to be, Right. It's not how I'm feeling right now, but, <laughs> but it might be for you. And I would want to then trust so much. Whatever, here's what I would say. Whatever is true for you, Helen, mm -hmm. I commit to being in deep respect and love for that and to celebrate you, whatever it is you bring me, even if I get disappointed about something. 
That's not the thing. The thing is celebrating your choice making. And I feel like if you knew that, and if I, well, for instance, if I knew that from you, right, too, we would be giving each other a kind of freedom and relationship that'd be sort of amazing. So what I can say is that I trust life, which inherently means that I trust you. Even though I don't know you real well, I have all kinds of reasons to know that you're a trustworthy person. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's not about what you're going to do to me, right? Yeah. It's the trust yeah. Yeah. that I trust that whatever you do is what you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing. I give you the freedom to know that whatever you do isn't about me. <laughs> Yay! Oh, that's so liberating. <laughs> That's so liberating. What I think is really important is that we consider how we use projections as reality. So that if you have a need to do something, I project onto you that what you're doing is about me. And then I'm going to take it personally. And then I'm going to feel um, slighted, rejected, you know, and I'm going to feel like you betrayed my trust because you didn't do what you said. Whereas mm-hmm. if I can take responsibility for and, and, and trust that you're doing what you need to do and you're doing the best that you can and it has nothing to do with me, mm-hmm. um, then, then I can hold you in love. And then actually maybe our relating keeps going in some new and different way. It's only if I take it personally and then I pull my heart away from you that maybe we are relating will have to sever just because there's not any connection anymore. Yeah. So, okay. So it feels like we might be at the end of a conversation. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Because we want to start another one. That's a good sign. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, and there goes another one. Yeah. Okay. These most recent experiences we've had, kind of going back to these most recent experiences we've had in our own lives just this week Mm -hmm. about changing agreements, learning to do this, learning to stay in integrity and following our deepest calling of knowing of where we're meant to be takes practice. You know, when I mentioned before, um, you know, I've been, I've spent a year now just trying to ferret out this one feeling sense in my body that I experienced when I was about to sign a lease that wasn't appropriate for me. Mm-hmm. And I can think of a whole lifetime of those. Like I, I saw the reflection of my whole lived experience. Like I've felt that way repeatedly and done stuff anyway or gotten out of it but just didn't stay awake to what the feeling sense was so I've spent a year really focused on it Mm. I think maybe um when when you talked about it you said it was a feeling in your body Mm -hmm. so whether or not we need to practice staying with something more you know Mm -hmm. or need to practice getting out because we're having indications that that's the Mm-hmm. Is the bigger learning out of the commitment or is the bigger learning staying in the commitment? Um, maybe mm. it's, maybe I could say in summary that for myself, I know that distinction because of what I feel in my body. And that takes practice 
to recognize and to stay with. And then I, I watch patterns over time. I don't think it's something we just decide and we're able to do gracefully. No. Um, Here's what I would say as a result of this conversation, I have, have had a realization around, which is, is that the, the feeling of making the choice that is right and knowing that it was really in alignment was that the moment I make the choice for myself and I activate it through language or through, you know, something that feels like I'm, I'm actually putting it into carbon reality, there isn't a hint of guilt. And when I carry some guilt, it's not cleaned up. There's more for me to express, understand, own, um, because I think, I think guilt um, is not, while it's not a healthy necessarily emotion, it's an important one on some level because it's information. It's telling us something about what our commitments are, what we, what we feel towards them, what we've, you know, and, um, and that's a distinguishing feature. So when there's guilt, I've got more to work on. And I don't know what that then looks like, whether I've made the wrong choice. I'm not sure that's always it. I think it has something to do with their still learning in the piece where I was that I might want to keep exploring and stay open to that. So. I just want to amplify what you said. Of, you know, it, it's, not, it's not the wrong choice. I don't think, I think that's the fallacy right there, that there isn't a right or a wrong choice. Right, right. No, um, it's not about making the right or wrong choice. Yeah. What else is there still for you to learn that will be liberating, that will be freeing for you mm -hmm. so that you can sort of live lighter? Yeah. And not be in a groove because that's the comfortable, that's the usual way. Yeah. It's the expected way to behave that that groove is a heavier feeling Definitely. than the one when we step out of it and it's light and guilt may just be a weight that is asking us for more examination for more curiosity about um about the learning about the, where to stay in the learning yeah yeah i didn't make that connection before and I made it through talking with you and through mm -hmm. us. We went around and we went into different places. And it was only through that that I feel like I came to then. And then the information came forward. It was nice. Well, I, I, I think that for me, I really appreciate this invitation to think about endings at beginnings. Mm. That that's a natural course of life, everything rises and fall, every moment, every breath. And why can't we treat our commitments, our agreements, our mm -hmm. relationships with care and with love, but mm -hmm. understanding that there's gonna be a cycle. Mm -hmm. And that death is always about something else comes from it, you know? So one form could die and uh, that doesn't mean that there isn't life yeah. in another way. Well, and 
um, you know, the Buddhist book of living and dying, the Tibetan book of living and dying, you know, really it's from the moment we wake and come into life, if we're honoring death, then we live more beautifully. We live more honestly, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And I, I do want to live more honestly as best yeah. I can. Thank you. Thank you Thanks. for sharing this with me. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's such Let's a do good... it again. Okay. Yes. This has been Naked Conversations, Women Uninterrupted. If our conversation inspired or provoked you, we hope you'll start a meaningful exchange with the people in your life. We're grateful to Kevin McLeod, who generously provided this music, and to artist Tom X, a dear friend of Lisa's, for providing the beautiful painting that graces our show title. Until next time, may we all remember the sometimes miraculous power of real dialogue and practice having kind, curious, and naked conversations.